On this episode of A Soul's Quest podcast, Omar and I are discussing the nature of opposite things and why merging the separate into oneness could be the key to a successful quest. Stay tuned. <laughs> uh, that was a funny way to start the show, right? You could say that again. Yeah, yes. you know, a little technical difficulties. Little, just to nothing start like it a little tech. Nothing to keep. Nothing like a little IT issues to give us on our toes, yeah. right? You know, I, I'm so <laughs> jealous about people that uh, we start their hey everybody. You know, just gotta get, get started. You know, we just kind of like just 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 flow with it, and we just. Why are you jealous of them if you're if we're just flowing with it? Why would you be jealous? I don't know. You I'm know. not jealous of anything we're or just, anybody. You know, I'm just kind of like hard on it and you know. Yeah. I think we're doing just fine. I think that we're doing what we need to do. We're doing what we want we're, to do. We're just having conversations That's to try it. to make sense, share what we know and and hopefully we, like I would like to hear people's re- reply mm-hmm. whether they agree or disagree. I mean, feedback is always like a, a very mm-hmm. like important thing. I agree. And I think that it's important for us to understand if there's opposing different points of views on how you see our topics and what are the Yeah, because there's a lot. I'm sure there are tons of people who don't agree with things that we're saying. So And and, and that's okay. I mean, the idea of conversations is to be able to bring things up to the surface, Mm -hmm. see whether or not it applies to your life, Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, either... incorporate it or discard it exactly you know we've talked about that throughout our our season one and yeah Yeah. you You know know, i don't remember anything we talked about most of the time like after we after we do it i just i don't remember it i always kind of like live by that uh ralph waldo emerson quote it says you know speak truth what is truth today and whatever the truth is for tomorrow speak that you know i'm like a squirrel i just yeah, I was just gonna say you're. We'll leave it at squirrel. That's the best way. That's to That's a good it. way to put. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. Yes. 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 Let's yes. go with the flow. Let's go with the flow. <laughs> let's go with the flow. So what are we talking about? You know, flow. About Daniel Goleman talks about flow. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about that on another episode, but that's an interesting. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so we're talking about merging opposites mm-hmm. and yeah. how merging those opposites into oneness mm-hmm. is the key. Or could be the key to a successful quest. Okay. Why is that? Explain. 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 <laughs> um, so I think it all starts in the way that we experience the world. Okay. Right? And, and there's a lot of schools of thoughts. You know, that there's the Newtonian uh, paradigm of thought, and we're going to get into that. There's the scientific a, yeah, aspect. aspect. And then the quantum uh, paradigm that that those are schools of thought right now that really put this topic into perspective but that's a lot of stuff that i'm still trying to get my handle on but it it, ancient cultures and a lot of and then this is kind of like the the difference between eastern and western philosophies in the way that the, the that they view nature and our relationship to nature so as humans we have always looked for answers in our environment. And when you look at the world, you know, through, through either the scientific me- me- method, which is, you know, observation and deduction, um, trying to make sense of things, testing things out, 
you 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 know you stand back and you look at wow why why is this like this you know why there's so much so many opposites you have life and death you know you you're you're born and you're eventually going to die Th those are opposing forces you know you got male female opposed uh, of, of of opposing forces and you get this constant dance between the two forces on a regular basis you know because we experience it constantly you know in order to live you have to consume so this is an experience this is what humans like this is what we experience on a on a, on a regular basis mm -hmm. um in our in our existence and and how do we make sense of that how is it that that to see that and not not give it some kind of morality to it right it's very challenging i don't i'm not sure i understand i'm not sure that i follow why why we have to put some morality into these forces that well, we, do. we observe. I mean, I think we do subconsciously. No, so not subconscious. Let me okay. give you a perfect example okay. of it, right? Uh -huh. The concept of original sin. Okay. Right? What The concept of, of original sin is the idea that because a human, a human Eve took an action and, and, and decided not to listen, mm -hmm. you know, you are thrown out of the Garden of Eden, right? Mm -hmm. And the idea of the Garden of Eden from a, let's say, literal point of view or meta metaphorical point of view is a place in which that there is no duality. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't... You don't know good from bad. You don't know you opposites. Mm -hmm. Everything, it's okay, you know. Mm -hmm. But when you experience that, when you go past that, now human beings are sinful, you know, That's the the idea of sin, is that we are somewhat not we were we weren't supposed to experience life in the dual terms. Mm -hmm. That wasn't supposed to happen. Ancient cultures, primarily primitive cultures, if you go into um, uh, very native American cultures, they don't see that duality in the world they don't have the concept of original sin. What they see is they are part of nature and nature is a part of it. Right. And they always had to find a balance between the two, you know, and this is the concept that, that we struggle with because it has been ingrained in our, in our, in our Western mind in particular. When you say, let me just mm -hmm. stop you for one second so I can make sure that I understand because I want to make sure that this is, because this is a deep subject for a lot of people. I don't think a lot of people think about this stuff mm -hmm. on a daily basis. No, I think it's something that, like you said, it's just kind of part of our existence and mm -hmm. we just go with it. We go with the flow, yeah. you know? Yeah. So you're saying when you say the nature, uh, the native, um, the native Americans, is that what you're and, referring and to? Native Americans, just natives, and primitive, and primitive, primitive people. Cultures, okay. Yeah. They, they understood that we, humans are one with nature. Mm -hmm. And so they understood that we have to take care of mother earth, right? Mm -hmm. Our mother nature. Mm -hmm. And um, so let me be good to the earth because I get from the earth. So it's Correct. like a give and take. It's like transactional um, relationship. Exactly. Okay. So this goes, this, this is manifested in, in rituals when, when you kill the Buffalo, yeah. when you kill, uh, you know, when, 
when people, uh, the bear sacrifice, in which the uh, the northern tribes we used to uh, do a bear sacrifice, and then those sacrifices is what is called atonement, mm -hmm. because you are taking a life, but you are doing it from the point of view of this is the reality of life, of consumption in order to live, but it's not about just mere destruction, mm -hmm. you know? So the duality aspect of life is something that we have to be aware of because even it, although it's all, it is outside in our environment and it is something that we are, we do experience on a regular basis. Again, we, we experience it in birth and death. We experience this in opposites of, of points of views, mm -hmm. But most importantly, we experience it internally because there is that nature aspect of us and then there's that socialized aspect of us. And if we disregard one or the other, then we become imbalanced. And the idea about understanding those separate, that separation, that duality, is to go past it, right? And, and be able to make it as one. That is idea. That's the that is the concept behind Nirvana. That is the concept behind Carl Jung's integration uh, of all the parts of the of of your subconscious. Is that whole to see past the duality and see the oneness of it all? Is that um, would that be similar to just to keep it more on a practical um, level? Mm -hmm. Is that would that be similar to, and I'm just, I'm just kind of, I'm just going to throw it out there. Mm -hmm. um, is that similar to like self-actualizing? Because it is. I don't think that you can I, personally for mm -hmm. me, and I think I could probably speak for a lot of people that might listen or watch us that that's not something that we're always thinking about. It's no. not something that is like, Oh, this is a moment for me to integrate what's going It's not going to happen. It's no. not, that's not what we do. Yeah. I mean, I don't do that nah. personally, you know, it, it, it doesn't have things. Realizations like this don't happen until either, either in two ways. Number one, either you are willing to really dive into that because you're curious about it on, or until something really catastrophic happens to you that you have no choice, but to confront it. You know, and that's when you begin to see these realizations and then be able to move past it. It's not simple morality as just to say that we are born sinners. It's that's a simplistic way, in my opinion, to look at it, particularly in our day and age in which we have more, more, more deeper concepts and more, more available uh, techniques to understand our environment and their place in it. It's not as simple as just saying that we are sinners or, or saying that we are not from this place. It's it's more of understanding that this oppose, opposing light, the opposing nature of life is a reality, and our job is to understand it and then be able to travel in oneness to other two. And this is what a lot of ancient ancient cultures and ancient uh, ways of thinking. Um, um, that's kind of brought about and that's what they did. So then, so that's what I'm trying to get at. G give me a practical example of how an individual mm -hmm. would incorporate dual natures mm -hmm. to make that oneness so that they can have a successful quest. You mentioned the philosophy of flow, right? Mm -hmm. That Daniel Goldman talked about flow. Flow is a very Zen concept, right? About, um, 
knowing the yin and yang within mm-hmm. your nature. Yeah, I believe he actually learned that from the Buddha. Yeah, and the yin and yang mm-hmm. uh, uh, energies within yourself and living within that accord, within the balance of those two forces, mm-hmm. those two energies within you. You know, that's what flow is. That is a practical way to, of living and how do you achieve that well through meditation this is this is the prescription and the the the, the buddhism says you know through meditation uh the the noble eighth path you know um to christianity christianity is the perfect example of combining the two mm-hmm. you know because the ultimate tenet of christianity is love god uh with all your heart and all your mind right and love your neighbor as you would thyself what that is is a concept of realizing the oneness right that is within you and within that within the other because you have to love god above all and whatever your concept of god is god is a total unity is the atman is the all that stuff that all these religions talked about so without loving god or putting god first you mm-hmm. can't love anything else or anybody else exactly because but god is both but god is also like you know a person is also the reflection on god of god so that's the that's the ultimate tenet of 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 the Old Testament and the New Testament, mm-hmm. you know, and this, then that's the part that is hard to do because how do you love your neighbor? How do you love yourself? And how do you see yourself in others? In a, in a place that you see so much turmoil and so much opposition and so much stuff. I mean, like that is a social awareness. <laughs> yeah, we, I will, yeah. And I, I know that we're going to talk about that and we have talked about it somewhat, yes. but that's, um, but yeah. again, the idea is that to me, this is the part of science that I really do and enjoy because they have looked at a lot of things to realize the interconnectedness of things, mm-hmm. you know, and, 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 and how, co- how connected things are, mm-hmm. you know, and we have come along a long way in be able to deduce what we see and understand it and test it and either discard it or integrate it in many different aspects. But it is so it's this is part is difficult to be able to say to you to say to yourself, there's darkness in me. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a really, really tough. Mm-hmm. That's a really, really hard thing to even accept, mm-hmm. you know, right. So basically what you're saying then is practically speaking, it's, I mean, this is the most simplest way that I could put this is just mm-hmm. to be able to like stop, be aware mm-hmm. of the fact that like put it on, on, on the love God and, and, and that relationship and whenever it's so be kind to others be, and do unto others as you would do to yourself. Right. Correct. Um, is basically just to sum this part up is to mm-hmm. say that that's how we will be able to get to that place where we understand the dualistic nature of things and then to merge them into one. That that's is what right. you're saying. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is that simple enough? I don't know. You tell me. No, I just want to make sure that I'm simple, but yeah, that's where that's mm-hmm. what we're talking about here because that's what I'm getting from mm-hmm. the conversation is that to keep it practical, you yeah. know, and to apply it in a practical sense. Mm-hmm. But I think that that, so that would be sort of like the next question in a, in a lot of ways mm-hmm is that we're consumed by these opposite natures, which I personally don't agree with because I don't feel consumed by my opposite natures. Mm-hmm. So what? why is that, that that you think that we're consumed by that? And explain that to me. We're not consumed because we're not aware of it a lot of the times. Most of us, if you asked, if you ask any person if they consider themselves to be a good person, that will tell you yes. Mm-hmm. Right, they're morally good. 
Um, I'm a good person. I think I will say that very few people will say, and the, even the ones that say, well, no, nah, I'm an asshole. I don't care. I'm whatever. You know, deep down inside, they feel that they are a good person. You know, mm -hmm. most people, and, and particularly people that are have achieved, and this is my my own opinion, and 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 you see that, and I and I see that in our society. Uh, because I, I see more of the separation right now and the unwillingness to hear somebody and opposing points of views. Um, those people will never consider themselves to be wrong or be like, you know what, I could probably have said that better. Mm -hmm. I could probably said that just a little better. I saw this week uh, Joe Rogan, Joe Rogan, um, kind of like you know he's he's getting hit by spotify and and people removing the stuff because his controversial state uh stance on certain things right um but he got up and he and i found it like really insightful that he will say you know what i i i need to do a better job at bringing opposing points of views and maybe having more people together and he acknowledged that that's a shortcoming mm -hmm. and i don't see a lot of people doing that mm -hmm. no i don't see that happening and it's <laughs> and 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 But if you ask those people that are very set on their stands, they'll they won't tell you. They won't really admit that that there's 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 a potential for darkness into what they do, into what they're doing, mm -hmm. that there is potential for destruction. Mm -hmm. That if you follow too strong or you hold too strong to your belief, that that could be something that is damaging. Nobody no, will because people believe that what they're doing is for the good. Yeah, Their intentions and, and are we good, don't, and we don't have to get that. So, to answer your question as to why do we have that inside of us, right? First, is because this is what we observe in nature. Mm -hmm. You know, we have that observation, and we haven't really tested it. Also, we feel always that that there's there's a good, and there's an evil, mm -hmm. right? So that's one aspect in which in which we we structure things. And that has been ingrained through us to generations and generations and civilizations as to what is good and what is bad, you know. So you have that duality socially constructed in our mind. So that's a way of looking at it, right? Another way is what I mentioned before. You have the scientific method, um, as good as it is, it also has a tendency that in order to understand the world, you need to divide it and separate it. Right. So once you do that, and this is a Newtonian uh, paradigm and the way of thinking in that way is that you could only understand the world by dividing it, separating it and isolating its components so that you could understand those components. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. That's a very Western way of looking at that. that started um, with our with our Greek philosophers and, 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 and that part, because that is that is a way of experiencing the world. Mm -hmm. Right, it is a way of seeing it because you have to break things down to do that. The problem with that is by you going into those isolations, you fail to you 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 begin to or you fail to see the interconnections and the correlations of things. You know, you look at one of the issues that we're living right now in our times. Right, is um, tribalism and, and and the regards and the, and the identity regarding race. And, and how easy it is to call someone a racist or someone this or someone that because we have separated things so much that that totality of who that person is is diminished by, by the way they look. You know, so 
that is a, a category of how our Western way of thinking has failed us because by overly separating things, we are no longer seeing how everything correlates. So you mean like by separating races and separating you, like for example, you look black, mm -hmm. you look like a black man. Mm -hmm. So you're in the black man category, you're black. Mm -hmm. Do you mean that? Like yes. I'm a white I guess white Hispanic or white skinned, mm -hmm. you know, olive, whatever skinned um, Hispanic. So I'm mm -hmm. in a separate, even though we're yeah. both Hispanic. Yes. So there's an interrelation there. Uh, but we don't see it like that. Everything is categorized. That's what I'm trying to yeah. say. And we're so continuing to do that. A lot of our social issues, it's coming because the over... We separate. Over separation and over categorization of things. And that's one way to do that, that you see it, right? Mm -hmm. The over the separation of it. Um, another way that you that you see the effects of, of, of that is that um, I, I see it when it comes to individuals in schools and, and kids, right? You know, the, if a kid has this particular average or they meet, they meet these certain matrices, that kid is good to go. You don't meet those certain matrices. You don't have what it takes to be successful. Mm -hmm. You know, so there are implications and, and effects that, that, that those choices and that, those over-categorizations have on people. Now, there's a lot of great aspects of that scientific method of thinking. You know, it has gotten us here. But we have to be cautious as to how we moderate that, right? Mm -hmm. And that's one aspect. So that's our Western way of thinking. The other way in which you could view the world or, or, or the, the world has been viewed is by Eastern philosophy and the way that they think, right? So, for instance, in the West, when we look at space, right, we think that there's nothing in between, let's say, Earth and Moon. It's just space. There's nothingness. Scientists now are beginning to realize that that's not the case, that the nothingness, there's, there's a lot of, there's energy in that. There's an interconnectedness. It's not just empty, right? Eastern philosophies already knew this. So they view the world more as an interconnection, more as a relationship between, between things, mm -hmm. between, between you and I, um, the, the family structure, you know, Conf uh, Confucius took this, this idea of, 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 of the ghee, mm -hmm. which is the energy that correlates everything, you know, mm -hmm. and, and, and created the family structure and the social structure of like Chinese society is just based on this principle. That's why the elders are so revered because there is a relationship in, in the family structure. Now, there's a lot of bad things that came out of that too. You know, oppression, not a lot of self-identity and things of that nature. So when you look at both, these are two ways of looking at the world. Is one better than the other? In my opinion, no. There has to be a balance. The idea because I can see that the the negative aspect of that would be when you take and you divide things, mm -hmm. then you do have an identity. You have an identity, whether it's good or bad. You mm -hmm. have an identity, right? Mm -hmm. But then when you mush things together, then you then what are you? Mm -hmm. Then does that make sense? Like, a, see, that is a perfect thing right there. What am I? Right. Right. Because again, and you see in the opposites, right? Because in the, in the West, the focus is on the identity of the individual. Mm -hmm. That is the premise of the West. Right. That the individual 
you know, this is what we're focusing on, the individual quest. Mm -hmm. In the West, it's more... In the East. Sorry, in the East, mm -hmm. it's more about the relationship. Mm -hmm. And the, 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 the individual premise is not as important as the collective. So it's, it's important to integrate the, both Eastern and Western philosophies the, You have to do together. both. Because it is important. Ultimately, the reality is this. You as an individual could only go so far. We as individuals could only go so far. Our 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 species, uh, our our society, functions in our relationship to one another. Mm -hmm. You know, but if you are not a strong individual and you don't understand who you are in the scheme of that, it becomes problematic because you could be at the whim of stuff. And if things are not going in a certain way, you are not strong enough to say no, stop. We need, I'm not moving that way. Mm -hmm. So so both are important mm -hmm. because that's this is why I always they're say they're complementary. They're complementary. They exactly. They're complementary. And that's why I always say you are important because you affect the whole. Mm -hmm. You know, you are the drop in the ocean. Right. The cause and effect. Yeah. The cause mm -hmm. and effect. So you have to understand these things about you. Because if you are in a situation in which, as an individual, you stand up for something that is not popular with the masses, but you stand up for it, at the end of the day, if the masses see, oh, wow, look at this person, then they're going to go that way because it's going to benefit society. You know, Martin Luther King is an, an example of that. Mandela is an example of that, you know? They stood up for something against what was the status quo, but they had to be strong enough to have been principled enough as individuals to be able to make that change. Right. But without it, you can't have the collective. So it's the it's understanding both frame of minds mm -hmm. because we are we're in the West, we are structured and our education system, our family structures are built in that way. Mm -hmm. In the well, in the East, their family structure is built in that way. Mm -hmm. But it's the integration of the two mm -hmm. from that big level and us understanding those things that is going to help us become better as individuals. Right. Do you, does that make sense? It makes sense. I think it makes a lot of sense. I think you're are you're going into, I mean, I, just to kind of uh, close that segment is mm -hmm. basically what you're saying is that it's important for us to sort of uh, get to know ourselves. We have to know ourselves in order to understand that we have mm -hmm. these dual natures, right? And then take those things now that we know that aspect or that we're learning that aspect of ourselves because we're continually learning these things, like I said, self-actualizing, right? Mm -hmm. And then taking those things and merging them mm -hmm. to be more successful with our quest. And this broadens our perspectives. It broadens our, our ability to um, empathize with other people and interact with other people and have relationships with people. And that's what I'm getting from this, from what you're saying. A, a big part of it for me is what I'm getting. Okay. Yeah. And absolutely. so what do we, you kind of already touched on this. Perhaps you can go in a little bit deeper with maybe an example or whatnot of how we, what do we do with this? Some people don't feel this stuff. Mm -hmm. And so what I would say, rather than the focusing on the people that know, Oh, I got this stuff going on inside of me and I don't know what to do with it. Okay. Here's an answer. Integrate it. This is how you do it. Mm -hmm. What about the people that don't, what about the people that are just so flighty? I would, I would say that, when you were talking in, in this last mm -hmm. segment, uh, when you, we were answering the question that you said that people have to recognize these things. And, and if you don't stand up for what you believe in, mm -hmm. then 
what do you, if you don't stand up, then what, what are you doing? You know what I mean? I would say that I lived a lot of my life like that. I yeah. didn't necessarily stand up. I did, mm-hmm. but I did it quietly. I stood mm-hmm. up for, I cannot be married to this person that I was married to. And I had to get out of that relationship and I did mm-hmm. not have any support. And I stepped out of that and mm-hmm. I, it was a, a struggle as I, I went through a lot, but I did it because I believed that I didn't deserve to be in that relationship. Mm -hmm. And here I am today in an amazing Mm -hmm. relationship doing this today Mm -hmm. with an amazing person. It was a good thing, Mm -hmm. but I didn't have anybody to help me. So what, how do you, what about the people that don't know? Because there's other aspects of my life that I didn't do that. So the first thing that I would say is let's do this little exercise right now. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just to show you, and there's a lot of different exercises like this and you can find them online um, so that way you can start seeing how it is that you view the world mm-hmm. and how you have been socially conditioned and educationally conditioned to see life in a certain way, this right? It's a test for me. It's just a little, it's just a little, it's okay. not a test. It's I'm just, just curi- I'm what curious. You thought, right? Yeah. So if I show you this picture, right? Mm-hmm. It has a monkey, a panda bear, and a banana, right? Mm-hmm. Which one, which two pictures go together? You said a monkey, a panda bear. And a banana. And a banana. Mm-hmm. Which, out of those three three pictures, which two go together? I have to pick that. Obviously, I'm going to pick the monkey and the, and the banana. Okay. But Why? Part, because that's what, you, that's what we've been conditioned mm-hmm. to see. Mm-hmm. And all the books that I've read, doc, mm-hmm. I mean, and all of the, 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 the zoo animal books that I've read okay. on, on nature shows. Uh-huh. Um, on now recently on TikToks, I see pandas eating all kinds of stuff, including bananas. Okay. So I've been on TikTok. So, thanks, mo- so you will say the monkey and the banana. <laughs> I would say the monkey and the banana. Okay. So naturally, na- naturally, right mm-hmm. now that is a very Eastern way of thinking. Oh, okay. Right. Oh, there's people that will say the monkey and the panda go together. You know why? Why? Because in the West, we focus on categorizations. A monkey and a banana are animals. In the Uh. East, right, because you have a relationship-based, a monkey eats a banana. Okay. So it's a relationship. Right. You know? So so, I didn't pass or fail. It's just the way that we we categorically, this is what what we do. Yes. We categorize things and put them into compartments. Exactly. So we we either... we either categorize and compartmentalize yeah. or see the relationship. we see the relationship in things, mm. right? Mm-hmm. So in your world, when, when, when you, you wrote, so yeah, explain the differences because that, I don't want anybody to walk away going, oh, well, she thinks Eastern philosophy and I think no, this no, way. No. Like, Again, what does that mean? What it means is not that it's good or bad. Mm-hmm. It's a starting point. Okay. It's a starting point for you to see how you view the world. Mm-hmm. Categorization is not bad. Both a monkey and a bear, they're both mammals, they're both animals, mm-hmm. right? That is a way of us understanding the world. Mm-hmm. It is a fine way for us to understand in the world. But also, in addition to that categorization, there's also a relationship between the banana and the monkey. Because there's a relationship. So... When you look at a person, you know, we talked about our color, our skin color, right? You're mm-hmm. lighter and I'm darker. Mm-hmm. You know, we could look at the categorization of that and say, well, you're that 
Mm-hmm. And that person is that. We do that in the sense we, do, we that. do that. Yeah. And we do that mm-hmm. to individuals. Mm-hmm. But we don't see past we don't we don't we don't take the time to look at the relationship mm-hmm. between the two people. Right. So you know, we have to also shift our perspective. And if we look at the relationship, mm-hmm. we should also look at the different categorizations, but see that there's also a relationship between the two. Right. You know, in your case, it's it's uh that's a that's a point because you as an individual saw something different. It's like wow, there is a possibility that I could be happier mm-hmm. in another scenario, right? Right. Mm-hmm. But the category that you were dealing with that you had to be a good wife, mm-hmm. you had to be a good daughter, mm-hmm. you had to be a good a good uh, uh you had to follow tradition, right? And that categorization is something that is that is that gives you identity. Mm-hmm. It gives your life meaning, mm-hmm. but the internal is telling you something else. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There you go. There's that conflict. Okay. There's that duality mm-hmm. because even though that's a good example, then it is yeah. a great example. Yeah, because that that makes more that makes more sense. So it's a it practical. is a great a great example. Yeah. So your soul is telling you, although you are following all these categories, mm-hmm. and you have an identity based on all these categories. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. It's not the life I want to live. That that side of you that is being suppressed, that identity mm-hmm. of being that individual, yeah. is being lost in this in this collective, right? right. So that that I that 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 energy inside of you mm-hmm. of an individual of wanting to to have an identity on your own or wanting to do that was so suppressed that it needed to come out, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And some people may say, "Oh, you know." You got to do what you got to do or, or why I just got to, there's people that just, yeah, they fall in line, suppress that. Mm -hmm. And deep down inside, they become bitter. They become more resentful. And that is a way in which this manifests itself in a person's life. Mm -hmm. And we ignore it. We ignore it. And it happens all the time. You know, there's, you know, the big thing right now is why are people not wanting to go back to their jobs? Right? Mm-hmm. I don't want to go back to my job. Why? Are, no, no, no. But this is a serious thing to discussion. Yeah. It's a very serious issue right. to discuss. And we always look at it primarily from the categorization of finances, our, our role in society, and you have to work in order to to survive. Mm-hmm. And granted, that is, you have to you have to be able to to generate income in order to sustain your life. But there's that other aspect that is like, wait a minute, I, I'm it's I'm not happy. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's like I'm giving my life for something, and it doesn't feel good. Mm-hmm. It should it should feel better. Mm-hmm. It, it's 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 not fulfilling, and mm-hmm. I'm just doing things day in and day out. But he has no vitality of experience. Mm-hmm. You know, he has no. No, no, it doesn't give you any zest. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people will. There's people that that suppress that. I just got to do what I got to do. Yeah, you know, and and they become resentful, and they become sad, and they become horrible to work with, mm-hmm. and, and 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 frustrated and negative, and you know, who's this new kid coming in? And that happens in real life. Mm-hmm. So there's there is an urge right now for more 
self-actualizing mm-hmm. in the midst of maintaining the status quo mm-hmm. of making money for 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 purposes or for mission mission missions mm-hmm. that don't really bring life mm-hmm. forth so then that's a, a really good question to move into the last segment of mm-hmm. our of our episode here is to if if people are in that position you just use the work um example how do we overcome how is it that we can integrate this thought process this this what we're talking about in this episode mm-hmm. into our lives so that we can live a fulfilling life if all you have if you have to go to work mm-hmm. you know like if you have to go to work you have to go i mean a lot of people have no choice they have to go to work and that's my dissertation i'm writing that in my chapter right now mm-hmm. about how people spend you know one third of their life at their jobs mm-hmm. and they're unfulfilled in in some in a lot of ways i'm not mm-hmm. necessarily focusing on that but i'm focusing on the aspect of having a toxic culture and things like that that's my dissertation mm-hmm. right but how is it then that the individual can understand their role in that and integrate these these dualities and then live a meaningful and happy life if you have to go to work yeah well the that is a trick that each person has to kind of figure out right but my my advice would be number one you have to understand the environment right again it's going back to observation and deduction you know follow the scientific method it's it's simple it's like like okay the path that has been set up for us, it's get an education, get a degree, um, work, uh, find something that, that you enjoy. And, and a lot of people actually, it's not about enjoyment. It's finding something that makes money, yeah. you know, and pursue that. Mm-hmm. And you'll have, you'll make money, you'll get a house, you get a family, and you'll be happy, right? That's a prescribed path. Mm-hmm. The question that you need to ask yourself, just like we talked about the the East and the West, two ways of looking at the world. And you could say, okay, that's a very good path. And it has been proven that you're more than likely, not 100%, (laughs) which is the statistic situation. Mm -hmm. You're more than likely to achieve success in that way. Yeah. And that is true. Right. But you're only more than likely. You're not a, it's not a guarantee. Mm-hmm. So when you're looking at the situations and you look, okay, this is a really good possibility, right? Now you start looking and observing. Well, if I follow this, is there a possibility that I may go in that situation and I won't like it? Yes. So how do you prepare yourself to be able to make a decision and switch and change if the situation doesn't pan out, Right. You have to understand, first, what is the lifestyle that I want to live? If I'm establishing myself, am I going to give myself 5, 10 years to be able to work at this place, gain experience, gain knowledge, save up money, and and then be able to have a a foundational basis that if in 5, 10 years down the line, this is not something that I want to do, can I pivot into something else? If the situation becomes toxic, Am I putting myself in a situation in which I am financially capable of switching careers, switching jobs, negotiate that, look, this is not working because although 
let's say a place might become toxic and you may attempt to change it, you may not be able to. So what are you going to do? So a lot of this stuff is it's recognition, really. But I don't think that just to be to play that devil's advocate, uh-huh. you know, I don't think that that's. I think for a lot of people, that is a, a rational way to do things. They sort of plan their life. Okay, mm-hmm. well, I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do that. I'm going to do here. I'm going to do that. And some people do that. Yeah. I, mean, I know people um, right now. Uh, Sierra is a perfect example. She like really is methodical about how she thinks about what she's going to do and her actions. Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 our and Jake, our son, he he thinks like let me, let me think this through, you know. Mm-hmm. But there are some people who don't think things through. They just sort of just follow. They just, this is what I'm supposed to do. This is what is out there. And I think what happens is what you said earlier is that they get to that place where all of a sudden it's like, this shit ain't working for me. This Mm -hmm. is not working for me. I Mm -hmm. am not happy. Something's got to happen. And it's when that happens, something pivotal happens in their life that they're like, Oh man, this is not good. I'm not good here. And And that's the recognition. So I think there's two aspects to that. And it's like I told you, right? The the idea of what we're doing this is to have people open up their minds to start thinking about possibilities. Mm -hmm. There's not just one way to look at the world. There's several ways to look at it. And there is an interconnectedness with all. So to open your mind to To open up your mind. Once you do that, then you can start thinking about ideas that is like, oh, this may happen, so I could do this. Right. This may happen, okay. so I could do that. That makes sense. You know, so the idea of a soul, that this is one of the things that I that, that I want to drive because this is kind of like the premise of what we're doing, is that you have to understand your emotions, what they're saying to you, mm-hmm. that inner workings of intuition, there's there's that it's an aspect of your duality. Mm-hmm. You can't ignore that. That you have to listen to. Right. right. The other aspect is our logical thinking side. We have to understand both and we have to merge both so that we can make a better assumption. So I look at it like your head and your heart. You have to merge those things. The, the perfect example of this is the, in the book, I'm okay, you're okay, right? There's the adult, mm-hmm. right? That's the person, that's the entity in your mind that makes the choices. Mm-hmm. There's the child that to me is the intuitive impulse of uh, of of that we have is our soul is like that 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 thing that pushes mm-hmm. and then you have a, your parent which is the the thinking critical thinking you know warnings i mean there's the child and the parent have a lot of negatives because there's trauma involving that so you have to rectify that but you the idea is not to to say one is better than the other mm-hmm. They complement each other. Exactly. The parent's job, and the analogy that I, that, that I could use is a car, right? Mm-hmm. You have two opposing forces. You have the gas, and you have the brake, right? Mm-hmm. And you can't use them both at the same time. If not, you're just going to spin your wheels and burn your tires, mm-hmm. right? But if you want to go in a certain direction, you have to be able to apply both, mm-hmm. right? You have to be able to apply both. Right. So the opposites, it's like that analogy, you have to be able to apply both to get somewhere. No, so if you refuse and you can constantly suppress those things until the moment that shit hits you, it's like you haven't really thought about. No, now, now, granted, it has happened to me. It, it's happened to me. I thought I had things figured out. I was like, okay, and shit just hit me. Mm-hmm. Boom. Yeah, I wasn't ready for it. Yeah. You know, and there's been situations in which I have prepared myself 
and I have thought about consequences and moving this direction and moving that direction and took action and did the best thinking process that I could and I plan it, action, action plan it, vetted it, and it still didn't work out the way that I wanted to. Mm-hmm. Those are situations that do happen. And that is the part of life that we have to be able to accept. Mm-hmm. But the moment that you begin to be afraid of not challenging those two, you know, not accepting, not merging those two points, and then not taking action, the moment you start doing that, then you're going to take a step back and you're going to keep suppressing, 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 suppressing. And that isn't then, for all intents and purposes, the quest. No, that it's not. Quest. You know, that's the thing. It's like we don't know what we're going to find out. Well, we and that's the other part of it is that unless you're willing to, um, and, and this is a great way to end this episode, I think I'm, I'm, I'm saying that about myself, but I mean it both of us. I don't mean just me. <laughs> I think with what you're saying and with, with what I'm going to say now, it's a great way to end it because I think that unless you're willing to, to stop and, and recognize that we have these opposing forces and understand the relationship between the two of them and not separate these things, mm-hmm. we're never going to be able to fully live a life that we deserve mm-hmm. to live. And yep. that's how I look at it. Like I, I, we deserve to live a, a life that we want to live, but you have to be able to see these differences in order to, and to incorporate them to live that life. If you like this episode, make sure you like and subscribe. And for more information about what we're doing, check us out at asoulsquest.com. <laughs>